We at Drunken Outsiders are a proper age to drink. We do not condone or approve of any underage drinking or any driving of sorts while under the influence. Please enjoy our episode. Welcome everybody. This is Drunken Outsiders. I am your uh, host, Rain. And I'm your other host, Devin. Yep. Feeling the groove. Feeling all right, you know? I'm not hungover in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so, uh, what's your drink of a choice today? I'm drinking those uh, new Amsterdam wild cards again. Oh, yeah, the the classic hard punch. Punch? Hard punch. Hard punch. It's like fruit punch. It's a very hard punch. Yeah. I make a bruise. It's like a right hand. Or it's like a right hook. It's like a right hand, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I meant a right hook. <laughs> Uppercut. You beat up after every sip. Yep. What oh. are you drinking? Um, I got a box of, like, variety pack Cayman. Mm, nice. Cayman, Cayman Jack. Cayman Jack. Yep. I remember the last part of that. So, right now I'm enjoying a margarita. Oh, the best. Margarita's not too bad. I love them. It's not too shabby. Oh, yeah. I'll probably drink the rest subsequently over the coming episodes. Yeah. What is on your hand? Is that a marker? <laughs> Other side, bud. Yeah. That's from a bar from last night. Oh. Well, today we're covering Richard Chase. Ooh, spooky. Also known as the Vampire of Sacramento. Oh, fuck yeah, she's spooky, okay. Yeah, it's... I'll tell you this right off the bat, it's fucking gruesome. Nice. Completely brutal. So, he was a serial killer. And also, well... It's interesting because he's both. He's a serial killer and he's a spree killer. Because mm. he killed six people in the amount of like a month. Oh, damn. And of course, Sacramento, California. Oh, okay. I was just about to ask you where the hell is Sacramento? I've been trying to figure it out. No, no. He <laughs> killed in San Diego. So they have to call him the vampire Sacramento, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, he drank blood. Yeah, I figured that. Among doing other things. <laughs> that we'll get to in a moment here. So, Richard Chase was born on May 23rd, 1950. And he was raised in a very strict kind of household, you know? Yeah. Beaten by his daddy a lot. Nice. Try to do it. Well, I guess not, because, you know, with those strict houses, they always have uh, rebellious kids, you know? Yeah. The stricter you are, the more rebellious. And that rebellious is certainly what Chase was. Um, he became an alcoholic in his teens. Jesus. Constantly you know, getting in trouble, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Rebel power. Yeah, rebel power, baby. It was uh, around this time that he would, you know, kind of start killing and mutilating certain small animals. 
you know. Nice. Sin intentional fires. You know, you know the. Uh, what was it? I can't remember the name of it, but like the three traits you'd see in a psychopath. You yeah. Know? Killing things, setting fires. I don't know if he wet the bed, but I mean, it's one of the traits. Yeah. And in the high school, um, he often had relationships with girlfriends, you know? He had a bunch of girlfriends in high school. Nice. He could never get it up, though. Oh, damn. He had very, he had trouble. Couldn't keep a relationship down. Because, you know, he couldn't get it up. Yeah. Trouble with the erections. So. Like Make notes for that. Yeah. I don't know if a 15-year-old should be taking Viagra, but. <laughs> uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not snorting other drugs. He's snorting Viagra. <laughs> it's my drug choice. Yeah. Dust it and like. <laughs> he gets one of those powder things puts on his nose yep. <laughs> I'm ready to go so pretty much around that time he like went to see a psychiatrist mm. and after talking to the psychiatrist um, he was told that the root of his problems was either a bunch of repressed rage or he had a pretty bad mental illness oh so pretty much, yeah, and he did. He had a pretty bad mental illness nice. that no one really addressed until later on. Yeah, because what year was he born? Uh, nineteen fifty. Oh yeah, they didn't give a shit about mental health back then. No. So it would have been like mid to late sixties. Yeah. Point then. So yeah. Right, he gave a shit about mental until he get over it, right? You can't have mental health. That's crazy. Can't have mental health. Can't have mental illness. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're mentally healthy? That's what the hell's crazy. wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, so basically, pretty much, he couldn't get hard in a normal relationship. He had to do the, you know... Killing, yeah, and necrophilia is what did it for him. Damn, that's so disgusting. Yeah, it is. It's kind of hard when you know. <laughs> it is kind of hard. Well, it isn't hard, <laughs> but it will be. This thing keeps riding like right here. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Bothering the shit out of me. <laughs> so, yeah, and then. Onward from his teen years as, like, an adult, he had moved in, he moved back in with his parents, mm, okay. basically, where he would start pretty much going off the rails, and he began ac constantly accusing his own mother of trying to kill him via poison. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, this, a lot of this is basically because he believes, he started believing at this point, that his mother was in cahoots with Nazis <laughs> to, tr 
try and take his blood. <laughs> turn into powder or something. He was scared he was all his blood was gonna turn into powder, he was gonna die. <laughs> Mom, why does this spaghetti taste like arsenic? <laughs> it's good for you. Yeah. Eat it. What's this floating around in my glass of water? <laughs> I love this new cereal got cereal you got. It's like Rat poison yeah. logo on it. Radios. Radios. <laughs> poison flakes. Yep. <laughs> oh, there's poison in my cereal. It's full bran. It's good for you. Yeah. It's good for the heart. <laughs> Hell Hitler. What'd you say? Nothing. Yep. <laughs> Eat your poison. So anyway, back on point. Um, became it got to a certain point where his dad, let's say, you're not living with us anymore, and he got him an apartment. Which, for someone like him, probably not the best yeah. idea in the world. Because while he was living alone in his new, his God damn it, was living alone in his new apartment, he was able to do whatever he wanted. So basically. He started to catch, kill, and completely disembowel a bunch of animals. Oh, Jesus. Which he would then eat raw. (laughs) And on... Can't be worse than the poison. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to get rid of the poison. Yeah. He's got to eat raw animal meat. Well, even to the point where he would stuff all these animal organs into a blender... You chop it up and then drink it. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. All the while drinking blood, the blood as well. And so, pretty much he was doing that until in 1975, he was involuntarily put into a mental institution because he had been taken to a hospital for blood poisoning. Because he injected a bunch of rabbit's blood into his body. Oh my god. <laughs> you imagine that. I'm going to see better at night. It's <laughs> like seizing up or something. It's yeah. like, what do you do? Take a bunch of heroin? Rabbit blood. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's like that thing where you take like... Oh, what was it? Puma blood or Jaguar blood? Like get you pumped up or something. It's from a show I was watching. Oh, I have no clue. Tour de Pharmacy. Fuck, I love that. Never heard of it. Oh, it's great. It's on HBO. Huh. It's got like Andy Sandberg and you mean John Cena. What? You said HBO. It's Max. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I suppose. I expect you want me to call it X now. No. Still Twitter. It's HBO. Max. Where was I? Oh yeah, Toward a Pharmacy. It's pretty yeah. good. You should watch that. I mean, it's like 20 Oops. minutes, but... Yeah. It's like one of those mockumentary kind of things. Oh. Sort of. It is funny, but still. Yeah, he injected blood in himself. Huh. Yep. Sick. Went to the hospital. They put him in an institution with like... 
get this guy some help. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically, he's in the mental hospital. <laughs> he's like still getting blood. <laughs> it's like on one occasion he broke the necks of two birds they caught through the window and he started drinking their blood oh my god he would try and sneak blood from like therapy dogs with like stolen syringes <laughs> what the hell it was like so bad for him that the staff even nicknamed him dracula <laughs> nice so yeah he had a serious sick like fixation on blood blood is his thing because huh. i mean you know the nazis are stealing it yeah what are you gonna do but your nazis want your blood for some reason he's gonna taint it with all this other blood so <laughs> they don't want it anymore i don't know i think it's just he he wants to put blood in himself so it doesn't all turn to powder and he dies mm. it's pretty much his thing his belief if you believe him. Yeah. <laughs> so, and completely surprisingly, he was, di- he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. So, nice. Schizophrenia is what he has. And it was like this lifelong thing they had where he thought he had this, like, disease, you know? I don't think he cared about the mental health issues. He thought he had an actual, like, physical disease. Mm. He, like, he would watch for this disease to, like, somehow pop up for him and whatever he did. Mm. So he's obsessed with that as well. Of course, he really didn't, except, you know, eating animals. Yeah. Without cooking them, by the way. They put them on medication. Mm-hmm. Right, antipsychotics, and when the hospital deemed him no longer a danger to society, they let him go. Sounds like, pretty stupid. Actually, okay, like in 1976, so basically a year later, he was the hospital released him into his mother's custody, so mm. moved in back with her. So she could poison him? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'd imagine if he stayed on his medications, he probably wouldn't have turned out that bad. He probably would still had a fixation for blood. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have gone on what he did. But I'm thinking this is probably one of the pivotal moments of why, of how what happened happened. Because oh. when he was released into his mother's custody... His mom, for some freaking reason, decided that he did not need to be on schizophrenia medication. Oh, shit. So she weaned him off of it. And basically put him back in his own kind of apartment, you know? Yeah. Damn. Back off medication, back on his own. And everything pretty much ramped up. He just immediately went back to catching, torturing, killing, and drinking the blood of, like, all animals. Rabbits, dogs, cats. 
You would even on occasion catch like neighbors' pets. Mm. You'd take their pets, kill them, drink their blood and all that stuff, and you like call them, <laughs> like just to explain what he did. He's like, I took your pet. I drank his blood and all that. What an idiot. I, he is something. He also uh, pretty much developed a sort of obsession with guns. Mm -hmm. So he would buy like several handguns and a couple of rifles, I believe. And he would like practice shooting them all the fucking time. Yeah, huh. It was around then he would also become absolutely fascinated with the crimes of the hillside strangler. Mm. Which... He believed that the Strangler was also a victim of the Nazis <laughs> and their conspiracy to take blood. Yeah. Well, at this point, amidst his uh, blood drinking and all that of animals and yeah. pets, he stopped kind of caring for himself, you know? Oh, yeah. Kind of stopped bathing and all that, mm. didn't brush his teeth and all that. Nasty. So he's like disgusting hobo looking guy. And he stopped eating. So he basically like dropped 145 pounds. Damn. That's pretty lightweight for a dude. I don't know how tall he is or yeah. he weighed before. But I mean it's going to happen if you stop eating right. <laughs> I don't think tiny animal organs count as a proper diet. Yeah. I have to try that. Oh, the, the chase diet. Yeah, the lose to lose weight. Yeah. Get down to one hundred forty. You can like develop a tapeworm. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. You just gotta grab a tapeworm, yeah. fucking eat it. That'll help you lose weight. Yeah. Probably your sanity. And pretty much, it just kept getting worse and worse here on out. Yeah. Like, on occasion, or on one day, in 1977, uh, he had gone to his mother's house and rang the door. And when his mom answered, he, like, had a dead cat. Like, he put the dead cat in her face, threw it down, opened it up with his bare hands, and he just started Covering himself in blood while screaming. What was he like, screaming? He was just screaming. Oh. Like, pouring blood all over him. He was just screaming at the door. And he just... Jesus. He just, like, walks away. It doesn't report it or anything. Like, it's supposed to be some casual encounter. <laughs> That's messed up. Okay, I don't know how you just disregard that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, like, crazy shit. And to add on to that, on the day of August 3rd, 1977, um, the Nevada Police, the Nevada State Police had found his car that was lodged in like a sand dune thing, like a drift of sand at a Pyramid Lake in Nevada, of course. And when they looked inside, they saw there's in the back seat there's like two rifles, a pile of clothes, 
And then in the passenger seat, there's this whole big old bucket full of blood. Oh, Jesus. And a liver. That's disgusting. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So, like, find the person who has this car and, like, walking around the area, and then they find him. It's like, walking around, screaming at the top of his lungs, completely naked, <laughs> covered head to toe in blood. I was going to say, that's how you get sunburned, but I guess not. Maybe, not <laughs> Maybe blood's, blood. blood's yeah. a good sunblock. You know, sunblock. <laughs> SPF. I won't ever get burned. SPF 100. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah. So, they caught him. <laughs> and, like, ran away from him when he saw them. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Being the guy who has to chase this person down. And they'll have to tackle him. He's, like, butt naked, covered in blood. He's, like, screaming as he's running away from you. <laughs> yeah. That's when you pull out the taser gun and you shoot him. Should have. I mean, just tackling the guy, you're gonna just gonna be covered in blood yourself. Yeah. Plus, I don't imagine he's gonna smell the best. No. Because he stopped taking care of his own body, so he's like, yeah, covered in blood, butt naked. This guy's probably covered in, who knows what other shit is under it. Yeah. So, kudos to the officers who took him down. Yeah, no shit. In this instance. So, basically, when they caught him, they, like, asked him. He's like, where'd you get all the blood? And his response is basically, it's mine. (laughs) He said it was his blood that he, like, seeped out of his skin. He put it in a bucket. What the hell? Yeah. But, of course, it wasn't his blood. Yeah. It was cow blood. Oh. And cow liver. Nice. Which is... I don't even know how you get that. Kill a cow. In the desert in Nevada? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's a weird ranchero. There's quite a few dairies in California, I bet. Is there? I bet there would be. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, this is the part where it gets bad. Because on December 29 of 1977, on this fateful day, Richard Chase killed his first victim. Ooh. And, like, I'm not going to say it's good in any way, but it's, like, the less violent of all of his kills. Hmm. It, it was basically, it was a drive-by shooting. Hmm. It's, like, I don't know why. It was just... He was, like, warming up for the crimes to come. Yeah. I guess, in a way. But victim was an Ambrose Griffin, a 51-year-old engineer, a father of two, who was helping his wife bring groceries into the home when he was shot down by Chase. Oh, damn. So, yeah. That was bad. But gear up for this, because two weeks later... I guess it was two weeks later, but this came before the second murder. Um, a couple of weeks after he killed Ambrose, he attempted to enter the home of another person. But 
and this was a this was the thing that he did and it was like weird and he told the cops this later on when he was caught but when you like go into homes it was like if the door was locked it was meant as a sign to him that he wasn't allowed to go in there so he went to different houses and if the door wasn't locked then that was basically the homeowner's like invitation to him hmm. that he could enter so that was his like incentive towards entering homes so basically he would like go on this like long breaking entering thing yeah eventually broke into several homes and then he broke into the home of a young couple he had stolen like the valuable stuff um he pissed on the clothes of their baby like they had a baby infant he like pissed all over the clothes in the drawer damn that's weird and he shot all over the baby's bed <laughs> So when the couple got home, he was actually still in the house. Oh, shit. So the husband tried to get him, but somehow he escaped. Damn. Lucky the guy didn't get shot. Yeah. I didn't know if he had a gun with him, but I mean, shitting on bed and all that. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So eventually culminated into this event where he would enter the home of a Teresa Wallen. Um, she three months pregnant at the time was in the middle of taking out garbage and left the door unlocked. So Chase had slipped in basically. And when she saw him he shot her three times. Damn. Shot once in the hand as basically a defensive wound, I'm guessing, and then got her two times in the head, killing her instantly. Fuck. I, yeah, I think it was the gun he used for the first one, too, but the gun he would kill the rest of the people with was like a twenty-two rifle. Mm-hmm. I believe. So, after he shot her and killed her, it's good at this point considering what happens next, um, he dragged her body into the bedroom. Um, he sexually assaulted it. What the? While simultaneously stabbing it with a butcher's knife. Jesus. And when he was done... He cut open the corpse and removed several of her organs. Jesus. Then used the bucket to collect all the blood and the organs that he took. Yeah. Where he would take it into the bathroom and he bathed in all of it. Disgusting. Yeah. He would then, after that, slice off one of her nipples. And then drank the blood from the <laughs> wound. He just wanted a little tit action. And I suppose so. So that was the best way. 
<laughs> Gross either way. Yeah. I guess which one? All of it, cutting I suppose. Off, cutting off the tit or sucking on the tit? I mean, I think it's safe to assume both. <laughs> both are pretty bad. But yeah, he cut off the nipple and then drank the blood using like an empty yogurt container they had in the kitchen oh, as a fuck. like drinking cup. And weirdly enough, after doing all that, before leaving, he went into like the backyard or or front yard, I don't remember which. He found a big old pile of dog shit, came back in the house and shoved the shit down her mouth and throat. After she was dead? After she was dead. What the fuck's the point to that? I, I don't know. But neither way he did it. And then he just left. Huh. And then, so, basically on January 23rd, 1978, a couple days after the killing of Teresa Wallen. Okay. It was a couple days after, but this is, like, a weird little point that I had in my notes. Um, he had actually... He... Bought, oh, this is sad, though. He bought two puppies from a neighbor. Fuck. Which he killed and drank their blood. Oh, my God. He left the bodies on, like, the neighbor's yard. That's fucked up. That is. I think I'd kill my neighbor if he did that. You'd kill him? Yeah. I imagine. I would probably deck the guy, no less. Yeah. I saw him again. Because that's crazy. Yeah. Who kills puppies? Bad people. Women, it's fine. But puppies, (laughs) no. That's where I draw the line. (laughs) So, basically, basically, on January 27th is where it all came down to this. Mm-hmm. The point where it's pretty much a spree killing at this point. Okay. So. uh, He went, you know, browsing for houses, basically. Like, jingle door, lock, don't go in. And he found his way into the home of a 38-year-old Evelyn Miroth. Miroth? M-I-R-O-T-H. I don't know how to say it. I'll just say Miroth. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Who had been babysitting her 22-month-old nephew, David. Yeah. And also in the home was Evelyn's six-year-old son, Jason, and a Darren Meredith, who was a neighbor. Hmm. Who had, you know, just come over to check on him and all that. Yeah. So Evelyn was in the bathroom taking a bath Ooh. while Dan was watching the kids. So basically, he was walking around home when Chase entered, and then he, of course, shot him as soon as he saw him. So that's one down. So, of course, hearing the gunshots, six-year-old heard the noise, saw Chase, and he ran to the bedroom to, you know, get to Evelyn, get to his mom, Mm. uh, where Richard would eventually shoot him in the head twice. And then, on the way to going to shoot little kid Jason, he also shot 22-month-old David in the head. 
and then he entered the bathroom and shot Evelyn in the head as well. So all dead at this point. One dude, the mom, a six-year-old, and a 22-month-old kid. And this is where it gets more fun still. Oh my god. So, after doing all that killing, um, he dragged the body of Evelyn onto the bed where he, at the same exact times, had sex with the corpse. That's disgusting. And drank its blood after making, like, cuts in the back of her neck. I guess when, uh, like, the body was, you know, examined by the ME's office there, it was reported that there was an inordinate amount of semen in the corpse rectum. Indicating that there was an unusual amount of coming. How crazy is that? I. It's disgusting. Yeah. Came a lot in that butt. <laughs> That's disgusting. So when he was done doing the dirty on the body, he had stabbed her. He would then stabbed her at least a half dozen times. In the butt. Yeah. Eventually, I would stabbed her to the point where the knife actually cut up into her uterus. <laughs> oh shit! Pretty bad. Yeah. And he stabbed her a bunch of other places on the body, which eventually would cause all the blood that was in to pool into her abdomen because like he cut into a bunch of vital organs that still have blood to which then he would slice open her body and drain the blood into a bucket which then he would later consume you know, drink it all and I think this is a really fucked up one though all the other stuff is bad, but this is fucked up. He then went to get little David's corpse. You know, the little little baby. Yeah. And he took it to the bathroom. There is no soft punch for this episode, I'm just gonna tell you. You're gonna all you're all gonna suffer for this. That's fine. He took it to the bathroom where he split open its head. In the bathtub. And he ate some of the brain. So while he was doing all that, um, there was like a neighborhood girl that came over to this house. Because she had like a play date with little Jason. So he like knocked on the door and like <laughs> scared Richard. So yeah. he escaped. Like he stole the dude's car. that The dude <laughs> that was there at the house. He stole the car and just fucking left. Yeah. Can you imagine being the little girl and just knocking on the door? It's like, Jason home? It was like crazy ass dude. It's like, crashes through a garage door or something with the car. And it's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It was basically at that point that people, you know, found what was going on in that house. Mm. And while that was going on, like police being called and everyone's got to look at the scene and all that. 
Um, Chase had went back to his own apartment and took David's body with him. Where, where he would chop off the little boy's penis Fuck. and use it as a straw to suck out the rest of the blood in his body. He then cut the body open and ate like several of the inside organs and made smoothies out of other ones. And dumped whatever's left at a local church. My god, that's disgusting. Yeah. It is no bueno stuff. So basically, at this point then, it became pretty easy to track him down. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I, he is the definition of a disorganized killer. <laughs> yeah. Because he left prints, he left blood everywhere. He didn't even try to hide it, he just... Went home. So it was pretty easy to track him down. Yeah. So That's they, good. Yeah. So basically when they pretty much found him, they were like, this is our guy. Um, they like kind of staked out in the hallway waiting for him to leave his place. And they obviously arrested him when he did. Because he was like carrying out a box. Like a bloodstained box. And the clothes have bloodstains on them. And then, you know, they went to his apartment. It was like... Hell. Pretty much. It was like the closest thing you could probably find in hell. Because when they went in, everything was covered in blood. I mean, it was on the walls. It was on the ceiling. Floor. All over the countertops. Refrigerator. All this stuff, even like everything you used to eat and all that crap, was covered in blood. As well as the, you know, obviously the blender you put everything in is just filled with like dried blood and rotting body meat. Yeah. Yeah. It's just absolutely disgusting place. In the fridge, when they like open it up, they like would find dozens of animal parts animal parts and like what's left of like the two women that he killed when he took their body parts all that stuff was in there all just like neatly wrapped in like plastic Tupperware and a bunch of like saran wrap kind of stuff you know you wrap it over your meat that you're cooking yeah just sitting in their fridge just like that yeah because he's gonna eat them so they got the guy. They got him. Good. They arrested him. <clears throat> then in 1979, he went on trial for, obviously, six counts of murder. Yeah. They're obviously going to get this guy in prison. But he, they tried to, you know, like, avoid the death penalty with him. Mm. So they tried to get him on second-degree murder, but it didn't really take. Because on May the 8th, they, the jury had found him guilty of all six counts of first-degree murder. So he's going away for life. And he was pretty much sentenced to die in the gas chamber. So, 
<laughs> but that's not how he died, though. Just interestingly. Oh, waiting to die. And I thought this was kind of funny. He was, like, absolutely feared by everyone in the prison. You know? Like, there was a bunch of, like, gangbangers and all that shit all around him. And they were terrified of him. Hmm. Like, they didn't want to go fucking near him. Yeah. As a matter of fact, knowing what he did with the crimes, they didn't even try to kill him. Damn. They were so scared of him, they all tried to get him to kill himself because <laughs> they wouldn't do it themselves. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So basically on, well, it was on December 26th in 1980 that the guard had found Chase lying in his bed, not breathing. And basically an autopsy done on him later showed that he committed suicide by overdosing on a bunch of antidepressants. Damn. They, like, stored up. So, yeah. That's how Richard Chase died. 1980 in prison. Pretty well, good. Probably belonged. Couldn't hurt anyone else. Yeah. Probably could have been... A lot of this could have been avoided... They got him on antipsychotics. Yeah. Like 1976. But this is where it leads. Six murders. And a guy too scary to kill in prison, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> it's kind of funny, too. He's like seriously crazy person. Because, like, the FBI agent that was, like, doing inter- invest- investigations into. Interviews? Interviews. Jeez. I can't think of the word. It's like he kept putting out this like Nazi UFO kind of conspiracy about taking his blood. Mm. It's like one time, like Regis in his pocket and he like hands the guy a bunch of mac and cheese. The fuck? Like he wanted to give him mac and cheese because he thought the like kitchen staff were in on the plot to kill him. Yeah. It's <laughs> like mac and cheese. You gotta help me. Already made or... I'm guessing so, yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's like he stashed a bunch of mac and cheese in his pocket. Oh, yeah. But yeah, this guy's donezo. He's dead. World's a safer place. Yeah. <laughs> Only a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said he's in a safer place. I'm like, what? Oh, the world's a safer place. Yeah. Well, yeah. Richard Chase. The Vampire Sacramento. Blood, blood, blood. Yeah. So you ready for facts? Yeah. Alright, I'll go. Keeping theme with Mr. Vampire Man of the episode. Did you know that the human body, like for a normal weighted person, in their blood, we contain like 0.2 milligrams worth of gold? Hmm. We have gold in our blood, buddy. Nice. Crazy. Just gonna have to harvest it. Yeah. I'll slowly take my blood out every so often. Take all the gold. I'll be rich. Yeah. By Does the time it I'm ninety. Create gold itself, or um, is it? Just... I don't think so. It's just you know, all the stuff we take in, like yeah. all the minerals. You know, yeah. iron, calcium, and all that. Yeah. I guess gold is one of those minerals we take oh. up on a daily basis. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll just have to find a way to get rich off of it. (laughs) 
So I am worth a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Only about 2.2 milligrams yep. worth. <laughs> what you got? So mine's not on point at all. Okay. Uh, Ruth Graves Wakefield uh, created the... Was trying to make cookies. Yeah. And she ran out of cocoa powder, so she substituted in, like, chocolate chunks. Okay. That's how we Thinking did. they all melt. Well, no, they kept their shape, and that's how... Chocolate-shaped cookies? Yep, that's how chocolate-shaped cookies were created. Oh. Yep. Doesn't yeah. say the year, but... Fascinating. Yeah. Kinda nice. Kind of want a cookie now. <laughs> I'm in a cookie. Sweet. Yeah. Well, there you go. After talking about all that blood, why don't you guys go get yourself a cookie? Yep. Celebrate getting through this subject. Yep, you deserve <laughs> a cookie. You deserve a cookie. We do too. Yep. <laughs> Everybody gets cookies. Yep. So yeah. Alright, well. Richard Chase. It's episode four. So on our series free. Something oh, like that. gotta be past that. I don't know. Let's see. Can't keep dragging anything here. One, two, three, four, five. That's episode five, my bad. We're on five. Yeah. Well, go follow us on social medias. All the good ones. All the good ones. Maybe even the bad ones. I don't know if you can find us. Yeah. Doubt it. (laughs) If you do, it's not us. (laughs) Well, anyway, follow us. Yeah. Feel free to, I don't know, shoot us an email. Yeah. Or say something on social media sites. Yep, there's a link tree that has a contact us button. That'll shoot us an email. Yep. Support us. Yeah. So we can... Keep doing this. Make good stuff for you. Yep. Because we make this... For you. For viewers like you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I that PBS shit is like engraved in my brain. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a long time. I think about that almost once a month. <laughs> Thanks to viewers like you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, All right. Ready to go get another beer? Let's get a beer.